0: Yeah, essentially it's just getting people on for half an hour, forty minutes, having a conversation about random topic. Just a name that I'm struggling with at the moment though, so Yeah, it's all good and well. Just thought you'd like to know. welcome back to another episode of Just Thought You'd Like to Know podcast. My name is Akil Balagopal and each episode I'll be bringing you the most random conversations with different guests as they share facts and opinions on the topic. So today I thought I'd speak about one of my favourite pastimes and that is to go to the cinema. But of course, with everything that's happened this year across the world, cinemas and movie theatres have been closed and film releases have been moved to future dates or delayed indefinitely this happening, the growth of streaming services such as Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Disney Plus has gone through the roof and new releases are now being made readily available on the platform. All audiences have had to adjust and lean towards new viewing habits during lockdown, watching new releases from the comforts of their own homes instead of having to make the trip to cinema. But many believe that the experience of watching it in a the theatre is unique and that after the pandemic, many would be falling back to cinemas to watch more on the big screen. So to talk more about this I'm joined by a film enthusiast and host of the Two Bite Reviews Instagram page uh, Saad Khan and Kawaja. Now Two Bite Reviews is an Instagram page that was launched at the start of this year bringing followers 60 second spoiler free reviews on latest releases and classic throwbacks making sure to cover all genres. So welcome to the podcast guys and um tell me a bit about yourselves and the page and how you guys come up with the idea to launch the page.
1: Thanks for having us Akil. Um I guess I'll, I'll jump in first then. Um, so I, I'm a newsreader and a reporter. I've been doing that for the past two and a half years. And one of the fundamental reasons I love that role and wanted to work within the media was the opportunity to express myself. And that ties in with my love for film yes. and, and having that platform to, to express stories and ideas, whether it be your own or others. Um, and I guess, that, like I said, at the beginning of the year, uh, me and Saad just started chatting, and we considered doing these reviews. And I thought, why not try to combine some of the tools I've learned as a journalist with discussing movies? Um, and um, and then that's kind of where our origins began, <laughs> shall we say? Um, Are okay. we starting to discuss our format and style, and trying to combine sort of my broadcasting experience and some of the editing tools that I've learn over the years and uh, with Saad's very very good ability to also express mm-hmm. himself and um, Saad if you wanted to thank you thank you very much
2: maybe explain some of our format <laughs> yeah definitely so um just to give you a bit of background so I'm currently studying a master's in law and back in January I was actually unemployed so that's where two byte reviews kind of came in and um, it was kind of like a fun side project you know just a little bit of a hobby Um, I approached Ish and kind of got it going from there Um, and then obviously it was kind of a long process to actually get it started because you've obviously got to think about all the different aspects involved so like Mm. you've got things like you know what's it going to be called what's the name because there was actually a page on instagram <laughs> yeah. that we wanted um and that page was called uh, take two wasn't it take it was, two yeah two, should... take Take two reviews thing it,
1: it, take oh, two. Okay, yeah. up, so
2: we actually wanted
1: some controversy, <laughs> <didn't it? laughs>
2: yeah so we actually wanted that one and it was taken so we were like okay we've got to think of something different um and obviously we went for two byte reviews uh, i think the premise for that was obviously um, two of us doing it so obviously if one of us goes <laughs> or something <laughs> happens <Sure. laughs> um, I don't know if we have to change that but yeah two byte reviews just two different people um, providing the reviews so that was essentially that and um, so yeah we just had to sit there and it was also it was almost like a apprentice style like <laughs> project i um, trying yeah. to figure out what to do and um, yeah just what kind of format we do like we do the um, the rating system because obviously a lot of people would just do the standard one to five, like one to five stars yeah. or one to 10. So we thought, how can we kind of make this relatable to the audience? Um, and then we had to think about like the target audience as well. Like who are our target audience on Instagram? Is it, for example, like, what I don't know what the minimum age is, but like, is it that to 20 or is it that to 25? And I think we have gone for like that younger demographic. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, that's essentially how we had to kind of think about the whole process yeah
1: um and you know just adding to that i mean instagram is such a this this you know it's all consuming juggernaut social media market isn't it but we're we're inundated with content every day every minute Mm. so what we wanted to what we aim to do is try to really provide sharp sharp precise content which gives a clear snapshot of our thoughts of a film um, because you know, yeah definitely people's attention spans our attention spans can be really short sometimes so we wanted to provide content hopefully that differentiates from the typical things that you see in a, a social media feed um, just offer something really engaging and quick and easy to consume really
0: yeah because um obviously you both you know if you've got a media background and then you've got the <laughs> raw background and then you've come together to try like film movies have you had um you know, after posting your reviews, like um, who's mainly like, connected with you, like, you know, directly messaged you and said they liked the review, or they like, have you had any disputes? <laughs> you know, where people, people have disagreed with what you've said, you know, and putting across your opinion? Because everyone's opinionated these days, especially on social media. That is true. So uh, yeah. just, I mean,
2: it's true. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, the, the, for me, the, the beauty about film is that it's subjective. And, yeah. you know, a, yeah. as as any art form is really. Um, and um, of course we, we welcome all opinions, disagree, agree. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a platform that we hope to provide to people to discuss films, um, uh, but we it, pleasantly, I think Saad, I, I think you've also noticed this as well, definitely that we, we have mm-hmm. thankfully had <laughs> people who do uh, DM us and say, oh, you know, we really liked your reviews or this is something I've not experienced before. And that is has yeah. certainly been um, the most pleasing part of this, is that we have developed an audience. Um, you know, we're, we're certainly not A-list celebrities or anything, but um, it, it's been nice to have uh, just chats with uh, similarly like-minded people who love film. And um, it's such a big audience,
2: isn't it? It's definitely a massive audience. And I think it's only when you start a page and you obviously start interacting with all the different pages out there that you realise how much passion there is. And that's, yeah. that's a massive surprise to me because you could create any kind of page, whether it's like, you know, a, a TV series page or a sports page or whatever you're interested in. And you'd find mm. people out there who are just, just really like passionate about that field or that um, topic or subject. And, um, yeah. but yeah, generally like the um, the Instagram community, like especially the film community, they're really um, encouraging and, like, yeah. uh, positive. I don't think we've yeah. come across anyone that's um, kind of said, oh, like, anything in a negative way. Like, everything's constructive. Mm. It's not, oh, you know, I think, it's gone.
0: Yeah, I think it's useful because I think I used to be quite old-fashioned. Like, if I wanted to watch a film, I'd, you know, usually Google mm. it, like, what I'm, IMDb saying or, you know, what's it saying? But it's quite in- interesting. Like, you know, you're flicking for Instagram and then you stop on your guy's page and it's literally like a 60-second clip of, you know a new release from old throwback so it's quite interesting and i think so so many people in our generation especially like now just don't really read articles or you know pick up yeah. a newspaper or you know look look through the back pages so everything's so accessible now um when you're going through the reviewing process like what is you know what do you usually look for and like does it vary with each genre of film and You know, have you ever both disagreed on what you thought of a film as well?
2: Um, Shall I start this one? Yeah, go ahead. Um, And yes, we've had moments of history. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Um, So, yeah, just generally the process for reviewing films um, across genres, you generally want a film that, like for me, makes you feel something and you want to resonate with that film in a way. Um, So that could be like a particular impactful moment, uh, catchy songs, the themes it explores, the score of the film character performances and the story itself but Mm -hmm. particularly like within certain genres like let's say horror for example you want to be scared even though you probably remember the terrifying mask or creature when you turn off the lights downstairs and have to run upstairs for your life Um, (laughs) but essentially you want the horror film to terrify and unsettle you you don't want like if it doesn't do that then I feel like it hasn't achieved its like aim and it's yeah. the same for any other kind of genre so like comedy you want to laugh if you don't laugh then it's kind of defeated its purpose um, and then obviously an action film you want exciting stunt choreography um exciting like explosions and whatever so i think those kind of things you'd look for in particular genres um and then for me like after that then you can look at other factors like the acting cinematography scripts music so yeah i feel like that's the general process for me, um, I don't know yeah, you, I, wish, I, if you
1: if you anything similar. Yeah, the process, def- I'd say in terms of covering the different, um, you know, the aspects of, of film is similar. I think the, and this is perhaps the A-level English nerd in me, but the, because um, <laughs> I, I, I love anal- analyzing and that's obviously a, you know, another reason why I wanted to do reviews. So I think one of the main things that grabs my attention is seeing a developed arc for a character. And, so I really want to embrace what they're feeling. I want to be able to understand their motivations, who they are, their relationships. Um, um, and, and then I look at the performances of the cast. Can they physically deliver that character portrayal, which ultimately makes you care about their story? Um, and that yeah. obviously then ties in with uh, having a, a compelling story with a solid script, and that's clear and creative to follow. Um, and then whilst... I, I think, Saad, so. you do something similar, which is maybe not in the cinema, but whilst we're at home, I do like to mm. write notes when I'm watching a film. Um, uh, and maybe I just love writing notes, but if I'm at home, I will write the odd point that comes to mind as something which stands out or anything I like, dislike, and it just helps me to collect my thoughts. And one thing in particular that we do include as part of our post is a favourite line from the film. So this okay. makes it easier, where in the sense that I can where I can stay at home. If I need to pause a movie, mm. I can easily just write down the exact wording that's of, of dialogue that I liked. Um, so yeah. yeah, similar type of process. That's ultimately easier. Yeah.
2: yeah. So just to go back to the note taking, I think it it's hard to sit there and not take notes because. Of what, like, especially the favourite line, you'll forget yeah. something and specific moments you just forget. if Obviously if it's a cinema film, you'll do the notes yeah. after, like while you're at home. So it's kind of like trying to memorise everything that happened in the film. But obviously films like on Netflix you can just rewind it and go back to a certain yeah. moment and then it's not so difficult but um, you want to try and avoid taking mm-hmm. notes uh, too much because you want to immerse yourself into the whole experience Absolutely. of watching yeah. the film. Um, yeah. And I feel like if I'm sitting there by myself, it's okay to take notes, but if I'm sitting there with other people watching a film, then like at home, especially, then I'll try not to take too many notes and then just do it after in my own time. So,
0: okay, cool, yeah. So, um, it's (laughs) just like obviously, you know, you're not going to be sat in the theater (laughs) like scrolling away, thinking your thoughts and stuff, but um, how have you guys felt about the impact of COVID on the film industry? So, we mentioned at the start about you know not being able to go to cinema and having to stream everything, would you rather it be back on the big screen or do you think streaming platforms such as Netflix and Amazon are the way
1: forward? There is no doubt in my mind that a film is best enjoyed in a cinema on the big screen. Um, and yeah. of course, the pandemic sadly has had such a devastating and systemic impact on multiple industries. Uh, and as someone who covers it in the news, um, I've, I've seen and I've spoken to you know, independent businesses who've been such been affected so badly. Um, and, you know, that there's no footfall coming in. There's no income, um, which is really s- sad to see. Um, obviously, streaming services have, I guess you could say, capitalized on the fact that people are mostly at home and there is that convenience factor. But for me, there is no experience like being in a cinema. And as Saad keeps saying, when you watch a film, you want to immerse yourself. Um, Mm And You know, being inside a a theatre, it's it's almost conditioned you, designed in a way for you to really immerse yourself. You know, you've got the best audio systems, the best visual representation of a film. And it's also a communal experience. It's a special experience. You're sharing emotions, memorable moments with, with each other, with your friends, your family. Um, I don't think you can necessarily capture that fully when you're sitting in your living room on the TV or, or on your laptop in your bedroom. There's too many distractions at home, I think. Um, whereas the cinema is designed to put you in that optimized viewing zone. And like I said about going with your friends, you know, it's, it, it feels like an event. It's a big event feel. You, know, you go with your friends, your family, you go for a date. It's, it's an art form on the big screen that unites people. Um. Yeah. So, and and I feel that surely any filmmaker is, is is designing their film to be on the big screen. That's where it belongs. In my, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Just to,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Just to add on to what you said, um, especially the big blockbuster films that do come out. So, if you remember, at the end of August, you had Tenet that came out by Christopher Nolan. And that oh, is yeah. a film that's made for the cinema. I just couldn't imagine sitting at home and streaming that film. Um and I, I guess unless you had a home cinema, you wouldn't get that same yeah. feel and experience of an actual cinema. Um I don't know, I feel like the bigger films would still do okay. For example, like when cinemas start to open again, um, in terms of gaining revenue from like ticket sales. But for the lesser known films, I think it will be a struggle. Because you Mm. think about if everyone's going to go to the cinema to watch James Bond, um, how many of them are going to go again to obviously see a film that's lesser known? And obviously with COVID, who knows? Because people worried about, you know, getting infected. But if a vaccine comes out, then I'm hoping that that will obviously be a big boost for the cinema um, industry because we want to see them back. I mean, me and Ish used to go before um, all this happened, all this COVID so, and we had a lot of, um, like, a lot of good memories actually from seeing a few films before lockdown. I think there was a film, Fancy oh, Island, which, which, which was a, let's just say, not very good film, but yeah, we, like, we just found certain moments in it hilarious, and that was an experience in Maybe, itself. It could just
1: be so, so but yeah,
2: yeah, we just find things funny. So, but. You see, even the smaller films can create oh. excitement for certain people, so yeah. it's not the end of the world at all.
0: Yeah. I think it is a completely unique experience just going, you know, and like you said, Ish, like, as a director, you would want your project ultimately on the big screen where, you know, people are crowding in to see the final it's, finished it, product. Yeah, sorry. But, I, I, um, I just want to yeah, add quickly
1: yeah, that. um... It's it's a really interesting debate you can say at the moment, it, it, quite a divisive issue. We, we've just seen uh, earlier this month that Warner Brothers deciding to um, they they announced all of their films next year will be released both simultaneously on their streaming service HBO Max uh, and in cinemas, which has been, which creates such a backlash mm. from their own directors and um, uh, the director of Dune, uh, Denis Villeneuve, who he, he did Blade Runner twenty nine. Uh, twenty after It's called the the recent Blade Runner. Film. Um, <laughs> <laughs> am I a film fan? No. Um, uh, and, <laughs> um, and um, uh, you know, he himself was um very scathing. Um, and he he said that he found out in the news that they had made this decision, and very much um, it, it's yeah. I mean, moments like that is very much a business decision. Obviously, that they are obviously accumulated so much debt and they're trying to maximize profits but yeah it's something like that it yeah it's sad and if your own um filmmakers your own um are are criticizing that decision then it clearly is quite um a testament to why cinemas are so important
0: yeah i think because um like it's also just comes back to um even though you know it's like focusing on the media and trying to produce like the best project it always ultimately comes down to the business side of things and ultimately these companies just Mm -hmm. want to make Mm -hmm. money so for like Netflix and Amazon Prime like (laughs) they might be seeing COVID as sort of a blessing with you know being having the opportunities just to stream new releases and just attracting audiences Mm -hmm. um sorry hopefully you know hopefully oh sorry
2: I was gonna say actually um just in terms of the streaming market and obviously you've got disney plus netflix prime apple it's just there's just so many um, services out there that people can obviously sign up to and it's i can't imagine that everyone's going to sign up to every single one, so you 've got to select which one you're more inclined towards, so some people might prefer Disney over Netflix and some people might like Prime and apple but it's it's hard, and you do sympathize with um like all the like parties involved here, so you've got the streaming services, the cinemas, but I'm hoping that in terms of the release dates for streamed films and theatrical releases, that there's a priority period for the cinemas, so the cinemas yeah. get, like let's say, a week or two weeks where you can only watch that film in the cinema, and then after that, then you can start streaming it at home, and obviously some films, it might be better for both to happen at the same time, so I guess yeah. a lesser known film because it might not have the ticket sales at the cinema. But for a big blockbuster like um, the new 007 film um, and any other big blockbusters that are coming out, um, I do feel like they're best enjoyed at the cinema. So a two-week period where everyone can just see it there and then then after, obviously, start streaming at home. Yeah. I think that's the best balance going forward.
0: Yeah. That's so think thing. So I think me personally, I don't really... Um use like these streaming sites to um, watch films. I usually watch series and Mm. shows. Um, I saw that recently that you guys reviewed a few TV shows, like The Last Dance, for example. Do you think now current audiences and people our age, our generations, have started to prefer series over films, or do you reckon, you know, are films still like a main, you know?
2: Yeah, I think, um, sorry about that, I think there are people that do prefer TV shows over films. And obviously that's what they enjoy most and they can stick to that. But I reckon there's more people that actually like both equally. So they like film and TV, uh, just about the same. And I mean, personally, I find it harder to watch TV shows nowadays given the studying commitments that I have. But um, yeah. obviously the, um, the story that we put out the other day was The Last Dance, which is a docu-series on Netflix about the Chicago Bulls during the the late 80s into the 90s and follows a lot of their team, including Mm -hmm. the legend that is Michael Jordan. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was obviously an idea to try and diversify the content that we offer. I know that our niche is that we're focusing on films and we're doing 60-second reviews and obviously spoiler-free, but there are other pages out there that have mixed it up and I feel like we can add value to people's, uh, or to our page and obviously... Add some interesting content for our followers because you look at documentaries on Netflix. I mean, there was one I watched called "The Social Dilemma," which I found really interesting. And I thought, yeah, I, was, yeah. I don't know if you've seen that, Akil.
0: Yeah, no, I watched it the other day, and then I was yeah. about putting my phone away.
2: Good <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hundred percent. I think it makes everyone feel guilty. <laughs> but um yeah, just something like that, and especially during the Black Lives Matter movement, there was a lot, uh, a lot of documentaries there as well. Um, so just little things like that, that we can just add to our page. And I think there'll be more recommendations rather than what not to watch, but generally like social dilemma, things that are like prevalent on race, um, societal issues, there'll be really good mm. things to put out there that people can obviously watch. And it um, just increases people as people's awareness. Yeah, and about and we,
1: another important aim behind our content is, is diversity and having a broad spectrum mm-hmm. of whether it, it's, um, you know, who who, who leads the, the different actors, the actresses, the, the filmmakers, uh, the type of genre, um, and, and all those points, um, as you put so eloquently there, Saad, um, uh So, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, this, this certainly has been a rise in uh, TV series, and I think it coincides with the rise in, in streaming services, and they've really tapped into that. Um, Mm. audience. And I think there are so many quality shows out there. And similarly, I find it really difficult to stay on top being, you know, working as well. And there's so many different styles of TV. Um, and clearly it's, um, a successful market. You're, you're seeing studios invest more in TV production and the value of, of the content is almost, you you could say, arguing is matching the big budget movies. I mean, there's a show that I have been watching recently called, um, the boys which is on amazon prime which is just about crazy um superheroes and um it, it yeah. the, the action set pieces are better than some uh big budget films so um it's, it's it's really exciting but i think um and there's definitely some crossover as well and i'm pretty sure some of the game of thrones episodes were screened in cinemas so it's clear that um that that tv audience isn't waning at all especially in the current climate and um, that's that's mm. definitely growing um but I, it's difficult to say whether uh, i mean i'm just going to be biased and so obviously i prefer films it, <laughs> um but yeah i mean it, it's such a big audience isn't it so yeah exactly
0: so i think um yeah like you said it's just it's a different experience just going to the cinema compared to like you know watching a series and some series if you start late there's so many seasons to catch up on for example if you uh, haven't watched Game of Thrones <laughs>
2: well, I think, no I haven't either I feel like me like, so. and <laughs> might be the only two in the world
0: <laughs> yeah but there's like seven eight seasons where and then once you get started it's a bit like yeah. a chore as well sometimes it's like you have to like work your way through it and then you know as a law student and as someone who's working in media it's just so hard to find the time to. Actually sit down and follow it, but then if it's good enough, then it just you know sucks you in and you're watching another one. Another I wonder one if the drop the drop
1: off you know. rate is, is higher with a TV series than a film. I feel I, I reckon it will be you the because you, there's obviously so many episodes in a series. You could, I mean, I I watched the first ever episode of Game of Thrones and then just never went back to it. Um, so <laughs> I mean I'm just thinking I think I think yeah. I mentioned it Hold
0: actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's, that's
2: <laughs> sorry, all the Game of Thrones fans just slips <laughs> yeah. off right sorry, go yeah. On. <laughs> actually Yeah, I mean I think with Game of Thrones I tried to, I think I got up to episode seven of season one <laughs> and then um this <laughs> was on Now TV. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah legit and um on I think after the seventh episode Now TV removed Game of Thrones at the time. This was back in twenty sixteen, so I just gave up on it because yeah, I just it, if it wasn't on our TV I couldn't be bothered. But um I was actually really interested in that, so um I don't know if I'd go back to it because I feel like the hype there. Maybe one day, maybe one day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's just sitting there watching trying it trying to like. get our game of <laughs> <French pants laughs> <back. laughs> Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> But yeah, no, there, are there any um, series that currently so you mentioned the yeah. boys uh on Amazon Prime. What about you, sir? Have you been have you watched anything recently? That's um recommend apart, you know, The Social Dilemma. There's quite a few documentaries on Netflix. No,
2: I mean, so obviously, like I mentioned, I'm studying at the moment, so I find it harder to watch a TV, like, to commit to a TV show just because there's mm. so many episodes to get through, and obviously if you don't enjoy something after five episodes, whatever, you can just forget about it and move <laughs> on <want> to <head laughs> <onto> something else. <laughs> yeah.
0: um,
2: but obviously a film, like, whether it's, let's like, say, an hour and a half, or if it's two hours, two hours and a half, you can sit there in one sitting and just, like, enjoy it and i find that easier to do right now and obviously with two by reviews focusing on film specifically um it's just the best balance for me at the moment yeah. but other than brooklyn no, I'm, oh, yeah. not, I'm not watching anything in. else um, and that's that's a good laugh
0: but yeah so um just to uh conclude so as we're now like officially just under two weeks away from christmas uh do you have any recommendations for any new, you know, must-watch releases coming up for the new year, and or some throwbacks that we should be um, revisiting as well for the holiday season? I, mean, I think everyone's got their favorite, you know, Christmas favorite. So for me personally, I'm, yeah. I'm always like Home Alone or Elf. Yeah, definitely is always a classic that I always put on near Christmas times. But are there any other recommendations that you guys have come across whilst doing your research, or
1: anything? I, um, in terms of Christmas, I think. Uh, if i if I could say that for me the maybe my personal favorite is actually the polar Express i don't know, I don't know if you, have you seen that oh okay, yeah. yeah uh for me yeah. that's always resonated with me the most i <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know if that surprises you or is, is i think it goes a bit under the radar personally um um it's probably my <laughs> yeah. most watched personal film I'll always go back to that every year. And I think I first watched it in primary school and it just brings back that. Nostalgia. Um, I mean, it's, it's a magical adventure to the North Pole. Who doesn't love that? Um, and, you know, the animation style is great. Tom Hanks plays several memorable roles. He plays the train conductor, he plays the main boy. Um, and it's pretty cool to see his transformation um, doing all the different voices. And it's just a really fun um, story and it creates set pieces. And it's really heartwarming, as it should be at this time of the year. Um, it's all about having convictions and belief, and just it's a great family film to enjoy I think um, yeah so that, yeah, that, that would be my, that's my Christmas film recommendation um, and if uh, and of course someone has to end the debate right now I'm going to be decisive, Die Hard is a Christmas film, there we go boom, Minecraft <laughs> bombshell there we go, Case closed <laughs> yeah
2: what about you Sard, what are you uh, what's your usually go-to's or so if- Christmas recommendations, I'd probably say Home Alone 2, actually, Um, the one in New York. uh, That's just been a. Yeah,
0: that's where Donald Trump turns up. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) Let's (laughs) just.
2: But um, he, I mean, that is like one of the best Christmas films I've ever seen. Um, There's just so many amazing aspects to it. I think just the whole setting, you've got New York, you've got snow, um, just the music, everything in that film. um, And then. Obviously, no, no spoilers here. <laughs> got to go with our <laughs> the motto here. So, but you've got the Plaza Hotel there, and it's just it's just one yeah. of those magical things that you yeah. know you want to go and experience it for yourself. Like, who doesn't want to go to New York over Christmas period and you know enjoy all the things there are, like all the festivities and everything? So, Home Alone two for me is yeah. definitely up there. I can watch that every single year at Christmas yeah. and not get bored. Um, and obviously, you've got the iconic lines in there as well um from that scene uh, <laughs> i don't know if i should <laughs> go into too much detail here,
0: no. but yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah i know what you mean but um i think that's the thing about christmas films is like they uh, just released so early on like the fact that they get played every christmas it's just like um just like songs like you know um yeah mariah carey wham like mm. and literally every single christmas everyone just goes back to the classics um are there any upcoming films you know non Christmas or anything that, that you 're looking forward to um, watch in the new year um, uh,
1: i mean I, obviously, I, I do love the obviously the big blockbuster films um, i mean there's the new there 's going to be a new top Gun film top Gun Maverick um, i mean top Gun i think oh, yeah. classic top uh, um, uh, Tom Cruise film there so we interesting see what they do with that um, um, uh, me and me inside and are big spider man fans. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> always coming back so, to this. <laughs> we, I mean, yeah. I mean, one of my earliest memories is actually watching the first Spider-Man film on a VHS tape in my living room with my family and quoting uh, all the the famous lines oh, wow, from yeah. there, um, which me and Todd continue to quote to this day. <laughs> um, so, I mean, there, I mean, there's just, no, it's... and there's so much <laughs> crazy casting news about that film about bringing back old uh, um, characters from the previous franchises. To, to join Tom Holland in the Spider-Man 3 next year, which is sort of back end of that yep. year. Um, I mean, there's quite a lot of superhero films, yeah. which is such a juggernaut, isn't it? Um, the Marvel films coming out next year, Black Widow. Um, there's new Matrix coming out. Um, of course, James Bond, No Time to Die, which has been pushed back so many times. Oh, yeah. Um, course, yeah. yeah Daniel Craig's final uh, outing as James Bond. Um, so hopefully that they pull that one off. Um, Sard, so any in particular you're looking forward to?
2: Yeah, I mean, just to go back to the Christmas point, um, I don't think there's any new Christmas films that um, that I've watched at the moment, although we do have one or two reviews coming soon, um, Christmas related ones. So keep an eye <laughs> for that on two by reviews and, um, <laughs> I yes, yes. And then, uh, no, no, um, sorry, go on. Yeah, garnish, garnish, yeah. So, obviously um new christmas films i'm not too sure because with cinemas being closed you've mainly just got the netflix ones at the moment so Mm. can't give too many recommendations on that front but just generally for films coming out um let's say 2021 2022 um you've obviously got the batman film that's coming out and that's something i'm really
0: yeah yeah, yeah. i'm
2: really looking forward to that um so but that's that feels like so long away at the moment so um and we've got so many more films like ish said you've got the um Double Zero, No Time to Die, um, which I'm really looking forward to, and I'm really disappointed that it kept getting delayed and delayed um, because like the amount of times <laughs> we went to see a film pre-COVID and that yeah. trailer came on, you're just so hyped for <laughs> it, and then <laughs> yeah. and then obviously post uh, post Dude. lockdown here in England, um, the first lockdown, we went back to the cinema to see a couple films too, and still they um, they just extended the trailer like mm. more and more, <laughs> so every time they actually added stuff and <laughs> You were just like, okay, oh, I've kind all, of yeah. watched the whole film now, <laughs> but but like that is definitely one of the films that I'm looking forward to at the moment, um, and along with Batman. Yeah.
0: Cool. Um, and so just to round things up, finally, um, how do you see Two Bat Rubies going? Like, what um, do you have any um plans to? You know.
1: We're so, going to take over the world. Akil. Well, um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, okay. um, yeah, I, 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 we we just um, you know I, I guess yeah we, we do our best to, to provide content every week um, and we're going to continue doing that. And we we like to sometimes we, we'll put out some polls and ask people to to message us any is there anything in particular they want to see. Um, any any ideas of how they think we can improve our content and we 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 made a slight adjustment uh about a month ago which was um initially we we would have just say we have a um an image which reflects the film um along with subtitles so as you're hearing our voice you can read along to what we're saying so it's nice and clear for you um and um but we thought we'd try and change it slightly because we thought maybe that's just a bit too stationary having one picture. So we started having a series and to also similarly try to reflect um, our points, see if we can match um, pictures from the film with, with our points. So, and that is definitely, I think people have really liked that idea and it helped improve our content that way. And um, as Saad was saying about documentary series or TV series, that's something we can, Add with our, with our stories, not as our main post that will continue being filmed, but to just, yeah, just to continue diversifying our content, um, with the, with the type of genres or the, the actors and actresses that we, we want to push if we can, um, who perhaps aren't really well recognized and deserve to have more of a focus. Um, I think that's kind of the idea, Sardi.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, we are looking to obviously uh, take on board feedback and where we can improve and try and implement some of those changes. But we have found a niche here and we've got our 60 second reviews. We've got the obviously now changing pictures as the review um, continues. So that kind of makes it a bit more interactive and you can kind of, obviously, if you're talking about a certain aspect, like an actor, then obviously the picture will change to show that actor or actress. And then, you know, it kind of, immerses the um, viewer into the into the review really but that was a really good uh, change for us I think that uh, picture stuff because I think like Ish said it does become a bit like stale and you're kind of looking at one picture the whole time and I think you can um, let's say lose you know lose your attention with it but um, there's a there's a whole like hoo-ha with the Um, Instagram (laughs) algorithm at the moment and I feel like the picture element does help with that because they Instagram will push posts that obviously people are looking at longer so if they're listening to the review and looking at the pictures longer then it helps us so I actually think that was a really good change um, in that aspect but and obviously going back to the um, the TV shows and documentaries the stories that we're doing for that I think that's another thing that we've pushed and All these ideas, I think, the picture stuff and these little stories for the TV shows, they were actually things that people um, asked us to do ages ago, like feedback from months ago. So um, we have taken on board that and implemented changes. So, yeah, I feel like we as things go along we will find new things that work and what don't work and we might make slight changes here but what we've got at the moment i think works really well and it's unique on instagram i haven't seen any other film page that does what we do so (laughs) um (laughs) let's put it out there (laughs) but yeah it's great
0: yeah cool so um that concludes the podcast for this episode so thank you ish and Saad, for joining me today um Guys, be sure to check out um, Two bot Reviews on Instagram, which we will be linking on the Just Thought You Like to Know Instagram page as well, as long as issues and Sides Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so thanks, guys, for being on today. It's been great talking to you. Um, hopefully, we can all you know, go back to a bit of normality and enjoy the unique experiences that the thank cinema us brings us. as well.
2: Yeah, thanks, a kill, mate. It's been a pleasure being on the podcast. Yeah, thank you, yeah, I, I really appreciate exactly. your time.
0: Yeah, no worries. So um, thank you, everyone, for listening. And until next time, I hope you'll keep safe and see you later.